<laughs> hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Research Shows Podcast. My name is Dawn M. Williams. I'm your host. And today, this morning, on this morning show, we got my girl, B.F. Glenn. This hello. is the owner of Sixth Sense Publishing and the founder of Global Society for Aspiring Writers. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. So good. anybody who, who um doesn't know, Miss BF Glenn was one of the first people on the podcast when it started in 2021, where I'm like, hey, can you please just give me five minutes? And I did about five people, her, Lolita, uh, you know, Cecilia, about five people. And I, I just feel Dijon because I follow him still <laughs> since I wasn't chef one day. <laughs> yeah, so I love it. And um, I I love it when my guests come back on because then we could be like, hey, what you doing right now? So, Miss BF Glenn, tell everybody what has happened since. So when we left you, you was at Mill to Seville. You was doing the Sixth Sense Publishing. What has happened since then? So a lot has happened. The last time you and I spoke, I think I was in the process of working with a business coach to figure out where I wanted the business to go, um, how I was going to take it to the next level. And she helped me get to a point to understand that um, the services that I offered can really be packaged in a membership type platform um, instead of me exerting all of my energy to help each client with the same thing routinely um, package it in a membership. And so my teaching experience really kind of helped me to do that. Um, and so I worked with a membership uh, guru that literally is her name, the membership guru, um, to come up with a membership product um, that is high quality, that can be pushed out to the masses, and they all get a piece of me um, repetitively without me being drained or worried about schedules, you know, um, that type of thing. So um, Milton Seville is a great idea, a wonderful idea. Um, that was something that I was helping the military trans uh, military transition into the civilian workforce, as you remember. Right. Um, and with Six Sense Publishing, I was also doing civilian resumes, federal resumes, that type of thing. I enjoy doing resumes. Um, essentially, though, after dealing with the membership guru and the business coach, I realized that. Um, really, my niche mm -hmm. is in helping people to write their memoir. And so I started to get work with older ladies and writing their stories. Um, and I just gravitated to it even more so than the resumes. And so now oh. I'm almost to a point that I'm like, don't ask me about a resume, even though I love doing <laughs> it, just because I enjoy pulling the stories out of people a lot better. So the membership, since we last spoke, we went to we went from doing resumes to now helping people to write their memoirs and not only write it, but we have a five-stage approach. We help them to uh, plan it, which is basically the outline. A lot of people have all of this in their mind that they want to say, but they don't know how to really format that on paper. So what all I right, do is okay. I help them. Yeah, help them get those thoughts and kind of sort it out like an outline like we used to do in school before we right. were papers and stuff. The same thing needs to happen when you write a memoir or else it'll be all over the place. Um, so I help them to plan it. I help them to draft it. Um, I help them to understand and become comfortable with the drafting process. 
to know that you can literally say whatever you want to say. If you want to say, I hate that mf for what they did, say that because you're not in the editing phase. So don't edit yourself. Right. Before you even have it on paper, you know, because now you're 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 creating another another stumbling block for yourself. So we help them to get comfortable with the drafting process. And then after the draft, then they have the option to work with me and or someone on my team to help them with the editing phase. So, yes, you may have said, I hate that MF or I hope that house burns down. But in the editing phase, <laughs> we will say it nicer. Okay. Right. <laughs> we, we will, you got it out on the draft, but now we're going to say it nicer. We're going to pr- uh, pretty it up so you don't catch a lawsuit, right? right. So, <laughs> so that's the editing phase for that. Um, after the editing phase, um, then comes, and, and a lot goes into the editing phase. The editing phase is a big piece. Um, the, 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 the drafting phase really does rely on the writer. The right. editing phase really does rely on a professional, um, seriously, um, a professional editor. Uh, after the editing phase, then we move the people or the the customer or the writer, the mm-hmm. soon-to-be author, on to the next phase, which is the fourth phase, and that is the publishing phase. Okay. We teach them the different platforms that they can publish on, and then the promotion stage. Really, these two stages can be simultaneous because you can start the promotion before the publishing, but we want to give you all of the information and tools. So we don't publish them. We give them the tools and connect them with other people who in the industry who can get them to that phase. A lot of people um, benefit from this if they want to self-publish because we're giving them all of the tools like ready for you. You just do this and you keep 100% of the profits. Um, we do explain the benefits of self-publishing as it relates to traditional publishing and trying to get a publishing house. So with that, um, things are rocking and rolling. You can tell it's a very different um, look and feel of the business. It's one that I'm really excited about. Um, and uh, we just, we're in the phases of just properly launching it. We've done test subjects so far. So now we're in the process of properly launching it to the masses um, and it's global society for aspiring writers. So this is on a global scale. So, so this you're in is Asia and you want to write. A okay. Memoir, so is this like um, on a platform like uh, where like, I guess I, I'm trying to say it for people who don't understand what um, where it's like a already pre-written course. It's like a course, right? right? Okay. So it's not a masterclass, but I'm going to use that term only because people are going to think that. Right. But it's not a masterclass. Um, It is actually a program that will provide you with content. And the program spans over four months. You might get stuff done sooner than four months. You might be really ambitious and you might write your book in less than that. The average person for this program can look at about a four month turnaround if they're really sticking to the schedule. We provide you with emails, um, you know, just check-ins, hey, how you doing? You know, hey, reminder, do this. So it's more than a masterclass. It is actually a a four month program that you're going through. If it takes longer than four months and life happens, that's okay. You still have access to the content within the platform. The platform is made up of training videos, of downloadable material, and various guides along with professional assistance if you want it from myself and or some of my peers in the field. 
I like that. I love that. Okay. Because I know that when you're writing a book, if you're not self-motivated, you need a cheerleader like, hey, you need to do this. Now, me, I was self-motivated like, oh, no, we're going to get this out in six weeks. And this is the deadline. But I get everybody doesn't have that. I get it. So that's perfect for those. And a memoir, that's kind of, is that kind of like the only Right. right. So I'm glad you asked that. So the a mem- an autobiography is a historical account of one's life. So that is, oh, well, you know, B.F. Glenn was born here. She went here. She graduated here. She accomplished this and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a historical account of someone's life. A mm-hmm. memoir, though, is, some, uh, is an account of an event that someone wants to focus on and they're putting their perspective in it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be um, historical facts. It can be, this is what I experienced and this is what I felt as I was going through my divorce, as I was going through my traumatic situation. And this is how I overcame and you can overcome too. So that's the memoir. It just focuses on that event primarily and walks the reader through it. I like that. Okay, you. I am learning today. I am learning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want you to tell everybody what kind of hurdles do you face? Because we don't hear these things. A lot of times, yes. we just see the tail end of it with yes. entrepreneurs, and you think, how did they get that? How, you know. Yes. So, yes. what kind of hurdles have you faced just in the past two years since the last time we talked in regards to so this? So, I can't even say that COVID was a hurdle. COVID was a blessing for okay. someone like me. Um, so, I did not have to pivot. I was able to build during COVID. So, that was the blessing in it. The hurdle that I faced, though, is that there are long hours. And sometimes, mm. you know, <laughs> the the building of a new product or your foundation collides with personal time, family, yes. time, other work that's bringing in income. And that is a hurdle in itself because it is an adjustment because you see your vision and where you're trying to go, but all of these other things around you don't care about it. Right. They don't see it. They don't feel it. They don't live it. They don't care about it. And you have to find, and I've had to function in a space of, solitude, logical, making logical moves and extreme focus, which um, has caused strain on personal relationships, oh, yeah. caused strain on, um, you know, sometimes my son is like, mom, why, why don't you want to play a game? Because literally my activities with him are outside of the house just mm-hmm. so I can also get a break. So when I'm in the house, I don't want to do anything. If I'm not working, I don't want to do anything. And he's like, are we going to do something? No, I'm relaxing. Like, <laughs> like my mind is constantly going. So, um, so that has been a hurdle. It has also been a, hur- um, a hurdle trying to um, navigate through the noise right. of a lot of people who claim quality work in their product. Mm-hmm. And you see it. And they're kind of making a bad name for people who are genuinely in it. So that's yes. kind of been a hurdle um, for me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's hard because a lot of times you automatically assume, like, for instance, I was talking to somebody about homes, um, wholesaling. There's something called wholesaling with houses. And it sounds like a scam. Like my husband, he always, and I was just like, uh-uh, no. Until I just interviewed a realtor. I was like, no, that's actually legitimate. 
you know, so yeah, I get it. The the gurus and the, the coaches can make you look yeah. like you're scamming. So you yeah. gotta yeah. build your reputation and stuff. So what give me like an example of a business mistake that you made that awesome. you can give advice for everybody else uh, so awesome. they don't have to experience that. Awesome. Earlier on in my business, um, I can give you two examples. Uh, one mistake that I made was that I'm the creative, it's my business, and I know everything. And mm. I realized that, you know, and that was when I was doing the resume pieces. Um, yeah, I can produce a bomb resume, um, but I was hesitant to um, ask for any advice on which way my business should go until I hired the business coach. And that's because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, and a lot of people make that mistake where they like that control so much that they're afraid to relinquish some of that control or seek outside opinion. And it wasn't until I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of like, I'm not making money from resumes, not the money I want to make from resumes, you know, um, where she came in. And I mean, the first thing she said was when she looked at my website, Oh no, you need professional photos. Like this is not gonna, I didn't see it that way, right? You know, I was just like, oh, this is a cute photo. And she's like, yeah, that photo is not doing it. You want people to take you serious. To get that bigger perspective, I, I was like, oh, okay. And so with that, that was the first um, mistake that I ended up correcting. And I realize now that, you know, sometimes you do need to listen to other people, even if you don't take everything they say, take every criticism, hear it out, play it, various ways in your mind and see how that one criticism can help you going forward. Oh girl. Um, yes. 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 <laughs> and so with that, um, then the second mistake, um, that I was making, which I no longer make is investing in myself, investing in my business. Most of my income right now goes to my business and I, I I'm sacrificing a lot. I'm sorry. I, I want to put money into my home and, you know, I want to, at upgrade on some things in here. I want to purchase some things. Um, I want to take a vacation, but a lot of that is going into my business because I cannot tell you that I'm legitimately trying to start up if I'm spending frivolously and slacking on the marketing, because although I have a really great product, I can't be nickel and diming, you know, like <laughs> my, right. uh, my business, you know, because that's not going to do anything. And so even though I have a great product, what I realized is, is that um, the marketing behind it. People aren't going to buy it no matter how great it is um, if I don't put funds and I don't invest in myself. And not only that, I'm not going to get investors or people to take me seriously if I don't show, hey, I'm investing in this. So what I've done is I've hired a mini team. I have an SEO person mm -hmm. to help me with the website um, SEO on the back end to get the Google traffic. Mm -hmm. I've hired a media agency because I realized I can't do it all. I don't know it all. So, um, so she and I actually meet today for some August content. They're helping me with that. Um, I had an admin assistant help me put the membership together. Like just the investment alone makes me feel good. And also it's write-offs. So I don't understand why, um, I wouldn't do I wouldn't invest in my yeah, Absolutely. And then especially, um, I think that it's, 
<clears throat> important for people to note that you're still working full time. So yeah, that makes logical sense because time is money. So it makes logical sense that the time that you're spending working, you could actually contract out and have those people keep your business going, you know, so that by the time it comes up off the ground to where it can, you know, you could bring in enough money to where it over, you know, powers what you're making in your regular job. Exactly. It would just mesh together well. And I think people exactly. got to understand that concept when yeah. you have a, a regular income from yeah. a regular job. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are going to have to contract out because even me, mm-hmm. who's 100 percent full time self-employed, mm-hmm. honey, mm-hmm. I'll be wanting to contract out. I'm right. just like, it's yeah. overwhelming. You it's know, overwhelming. you, you know, <laughs> you know, I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta last night and it was so true. Candy Burr is one of my favorite people, um, businesswomen on earth. She said, I mean, she, she spoke what you and I are saying. She said that when she first started, she was doing everything. And you know what it's like to be the jack of all trades, to want to mm-hmm. do it all because you don't want to either give control or you're trying to save a nickel or a dime. And she said that when she first started, she was doing that. Um, and then she said that she had a friend tell her, you're running a multi-million dollar business idea on a, uh, on a dollar budget like on a it was some type of budget but it was like a a broke budget and because she was trying to afford everything and so what i've done is i've taken on multiple federal clients Mm -hmm. to like literally i have doubled my income and i'm like okay well i want to go into the creative realm and you know build the business in that way but as you said, I, here I am working full time for, you know, the federal side and all of that. I've taken on two and three federal clients to mm-hmm. I know it's going to take more time. But guess what? Rather than saying, oh, well, my income is only this. And so this is all I have to spend each month. No, I'm about to go out here and then grind. And you you know me for a while. I have a very strong work ethic. So right. My there's 24 hours. We have the same 24 hours as everybody else. Bill Gates, Beyonce, yes. whoever. So however hard I need to grind for a short amount of time to get to where I need to go is what is going to happen. And so, yes. um, so I've definitely taken on the mindset of I am going to do, put in the work necessary, demand the amount that I want from various clients and put, dump all of that into the business. You know, and uh, and and that's just that's just because I'm not playing any games right now. So. Right, and and you you gotta be that way. Yeah. So <clears throat> I want you to tell everybody. I know you got the magazine with you. What is that about? I'm so proud of you no. when I see. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so okay, so I did. I was fortunate enough. One of my first creative clients um, was Emac Hair Magazine. They did a hair magazine uh, for the DMV stylist. And I, I should have brought that with me, but I apologize. But it's Emac Hair Magazine. Okay. And um, and so I wrote a few articles for her in that magazine. Her name is Cookie. And once that project was over, I was like, okay, yeah, that was great. Well, she introduced me, I guess, another guy who has... Um, who, who has a brand called DMV's Illest Barbers. Oh, so that's um, a different brand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the brand. So he, he, she referred me to him and they wanted me to write not just a few articles, but 
all of the Barber articles for this magazine. So this is their first issue, and this is the first major project, major. Now, I told you I did EMAC hair, I did a few articles, but for me to do all of the articles and get a feature slot in this, like, this is, this is, I mean, this magazine, he did the, um, I don't know if you guys can see it, but he did the, the like, the photos and stuff. But as you see with the article pieces, that's what we came in and we right. And um, that felt so good. So he was so pleased with that right. um, that he has requested me to do lives with him. Um, oh wow! Not just for him and uh, you know his brand, but for me, uh, you know, and and my business. Um, and then when he does other issues, he's going to contract us out for for that. Uh, that even he has a stylist magazine coming up um i don't know all the details obviously it's their vision but i'm just doing the articles they send me people and i do the articles so it's that um, is so nice it's nice yeah it's very fulfilling very nice yes yes and yes so it seemed like you got a new love going into writing more so than Correct. the resume writing which is really how entrepreneurship will did you Correct. like it? <laughs> Correct. Yes, yes, yes. And, and now you see why I'm looking like, don't send me another resume. <laughs> yeah, because you're doing what you love. I mean, doing what I, love. Yeah. I totally get that. I totally mm -hmm. get that because yeah. I'll be doing one thing and I'm like, I don't even want to do uh, <laughs> You know, I don't even know if I want to do that anymore. You know, different things. It's like, like I'm starting to get into like color. I'm really loving it now. And I'm like, I used to be scared of it. And I'm like, this is exciting. Yeah. Look, more money and everything. So <laughs> all right. So before we close out, tell everybody where can they find you? Give me your website. Anything else you would like Absolutely. to say to our audience? Absolutely. So six cents publishing.com and that's six cents. So S I X T H publishing.com um, is where you can find the business. That's where you can learn more about Global Society for Aspiring Writers. If you want to get to know me, though, BF Glenn, um, I do blog here and there. So you can get to know me on a personal level. We could be friends. Uh, you could go to bfglenn.com and um, it lists out everything uh, about me. So it's just really a personal welcoming uh, website. And I just want to say to your audience, if you are feeling stuck, um, just remember, keep going. I'm still going. I'm not where I want to be. I know you're probably not where you want to be. But you know, if you just keep going, it takes, you know, that dedication and drive. And either someone will notice you and help you along the way, or you'll figure it out and you'll get to where you need to be. But just keep going. So that's all I um. That's all I really want to say. Thanks for having me today. I love that. And thank you for coming. I always forget to thank people. I swear I'd be so caught up in the conversation. Oh, I'd be thank like, <laughs> like, I was supposed to say something. I'd be, look, I'd be having notes. So look, <laughs> let me exit out. <laughs> let me read my exit out. Look, that's how I can't, you know, I can't remember anything. Lord, here you go. Okay, so don't forget, <laughs> 12 p.m. Eastern daily, we have my two cents as well as technology for seniors. 4 p.m. We have the entrepreneurs. That's Eastern yes. Daily on Thursdays. Not daily. Uh, Thursdays weekly. at 4 p.m. Right, weekly. And then 6 a.m. Every Monday we have the morning show with the morning crew. This is where you're going to be hearing this song. And that's 
about it. If you want to catch us on any platform, any uh, streaming platform, as well as you want to be a guest collaborator or anything like that, you can go straight to the researchdepartments.com with an S or download the and I am Don Williams is on there as well. So that's it. Hope everybody have a wonderful day on purpose and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Stay tuned. We will be back right after this quick commercial break. A clip from episode 161 of Research Shows Podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so, all right. So tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire like kids that's my age or younger and also like some adults as well so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be like, like, like positivity, like have positivity and, you know, be positive, not like don't be negative. That is so wonderful. Entrepreneur Thursdays with Research Shows Podcast. Girl, girl, girl. Hello, hello, hello. This is the girl, Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast. This is the morning crew we got today. Just me and Kelly right now. How you doing today, Kelly? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Fine. So y'all excuse the noise in the background because Kelly getting her feet done and her nails done at the nail bar. So <laughs> I don't it even care. Cold. It is cold. My nails done. It's a me day. And um, I'm not getting my toes done because, you know, I have a cast on my foot now. All um, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I know how to go on mute when they start making noises. That's all good. Now. Look. It's all good. So we're going to get right into this. This one right here is a touchy story, but I just had to go on this story right here. So, okay. So this was a Massachusetts court grants the parents of a 12-year-old child, an 18-year-old, a protection order against Ezra Miller. He is supposed to be somebody that's going to be in the Flash 2023 Warner Brothers movie. You heard of this? No, I ain't never heard of that. Okay. So this happened back in June. So, um, anybody who's listening at the time of this recording, we are in July 2022. So, basically, at first, I was thinking, like, the parents got the restraining order because, like, they try to get some money or something like that. But, no, th- this what they said this dude did. Hold on. Let me, I want to make sure I read this correctly. Um, oh. Okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, I don't. Wait, wait. Okay, so, basically, this this what happened. Um, the guy kept trying to buy the children gifts. You know how people be trying to buy children gifts and it's like a lot of old school people be like, nah, you can't buy my kids stuff like that. And so he kept insisting upon crossing that line and then the parents went to get the restraining order. So this is my question for you. And this is merging in with the R. Kelly thing. My whole thing is like as a parent, and I know you're not a parent, Kelly, but I know you was raised by old school. The whole thing of letting your kids go with anybody. And I feel as though this parent did the correct thing and saying, this person kept crossing boundaries. I'm about to go press 
get the restraining order. You see what I'm saying? It'd be other parents who pimp their kids straight out to whoever it is. And let's just X money out the equation. Like I told you, I'll be going through that with kids at the salon where they just uh, drop their kids off and go shopping. I think it's something wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So give me your perspective on that. Um, <laughs> the old school of, way. It reminds me of that whole situation with Michael Jackson and the sleepover he had with the kids. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, I respect the fact that each parent is different. So each parent what they allow their kids to do and what they don't allow their kids to do or what they allow other people to do for their kids is totally different. Um, but I respect it because if you keep going over that line and I've already asked you to stop, it's either I'm going to put my hands on you or I'm going to let the law do it. And this time they let the law do it instead of um, instead of putting their hands on them. Um, the only difference is for me, old school, my grandmother wouldn't even let me spend the night at people's houses that she knew all my life. So um, if you weren't the selected few, you weren't going nowhere. And right. my mom my mom being in the military, I couldn't even go over to people's houses that my mom was in the military with, except for a few people. And it's like one or two people when I lived with my mother that I could go to their house. And they knew my mom knew where I was when I was not in the house. And right. I would call my mom and talk to my mom. My mom had all open communication with me when I was younger, where I would tell her, Hey, I'm going across the street to this person's house, or I'm going to this person's house. And then I would have to call while I'm in that house to show that I was at that house. Right. Yeah. So, and that's, um, um, that's how my mom was old school like that. Um, as well but even not even just looking at the way i'm brought up i just am shocked at how it's like standard and i don't know if it's just america but it's standard for people just to leave their kids with whoever and i think that's crazy like i i understand that parenting is overwhelming and it's like you know that's why i was discussing with umar earlier but the whole thing is they locking up R. Kelly and whoever else, but it was a standard where it was okay. Like from my understanding, Elvis married somebody at like um, 13, 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? I think that was Jerry Lee Lewis too. That was a white guy. So my whole thing is like the way how they're just acting like the parents did nothing wrong. I'm talking about us as a, the black community. I think it's something wrong with that. I really believe that it's something wrong with, especially the girl, I think the girl name was Azriel and the parents Mom and dad literally said during that documentary that they took the child backstage after one of his concerts. Like, like, are you serious? Like, you delivered your child to this man who already had the sex tape out? You see what I'm saying to you? Hmm. But, see, that's the thing. You know, like, that's why a lot of people are very picky on what babysitter they get for their kid when the kid is younger. Like, I know you, when I when I watched your dad, you were very picky on who watched your dad, and he was your dad. So- <laughs> I know, I mean, right? You're, you're picky at picking who you bring into your circle or in your inner world. Like, not anybody can just come to your house either. Right. And not anybody can call your phone after 10 o'clock. Right, it's a exactly. So it's, it's the same thing. If you, you have to be picky and choosy on everything that you do in your life and what energies you want to bring into your, into your circle and into your peace. And for me, that situation, yeah, I've, I've been on kick somebody's butt. I'm sorry. That's, that's just them fighting words, especially with my kids. 
And then also you got to keep in mind, it's a money issue at hand because you see he, he was trying, going back to the original person we was talking about, the guy named Ezra, um, he was trying to buy off the parent. That's why he's buying these things. And you're, a lot of parents will take that money and pimp their kids out. I mean, if people could fake all they want to. They don't call it that. Like, remember, Kelly Price just spoke out on this. And then wh whoever mother that was was trying to, like, say, you know, it ain't always our fault and this and that. Like, ma'am, you dropped your child off. Like, are you serious? Like, yeah, I mean. Definitely like the R. Kelly situation. Right. You took your kid backstage. You let your kid go with him, and you didn't think to go with him. Like one of the girls from the R. Kelly situation was the stay-at-home mom. You're a stay-at-home mom. You can take your kids with you to the studio with him. Like right. you, you were worried about what he was doing, and everybody knew what R. Kelly was about. So you leaving your kid, you wanted that money, and when the money started stopping. Now you want to sit here and scream. Girl. Oh my God, he did all this to me and my family. No. Girl. He... <laughs> yes. Like, about the money stopping. About, that's what I said. You weren't thinking about that when the money was keep coming. Y'all were quiet until the money stopped. Right. And then we don't even know if they demanded a certain amount at that point and he couldn't deliver because people, you First know what I'm saying? Off, it, starts, it starts with the executive producer. And if you look at the executive producer of that show, of that documentary, it was his ex-wife who was about to run out of child support on the kid oh, because the kid was turning 18. Oh. <laughs> and the kid was not even the boy anymore. It was a transgender girl. So the right, right, right. is not the child that he's paying child support for. But he's still paying child support. So it's about to run out. The child turns 18 they're not in school. Once a kid, You got till 21 if a kid is in school or a boy or whatever. But they're about to be a certain age where the money stops. So now you're trying to mess up his money because the money stopped for him. Right. So then now you got the bandwagon crew with you, which is the parents of the kids that were there with you. You're his wife at the time when all of this was going down. And you didn't stop him from being alone with these kids by themselves? Why are right. you not in jail? Why are his bodyguards not in jail? Why is his managers not in jail? Why is his publicist not in jail? Because all of them had interactions with these girls as well. Right. <laughs> and, um, right. <laughs> so. I'm to, I understand about him, you know, hitting Sparkle and all of that. And the, 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 the issues of that. But she was grown, and all these girls were over the age of 18 when he finally had sex with them or did anything mm -hmm. with them. So you can't get him on that. So what you're getting him on is the fact that these were girls in his presence as minors. So you need to get everybody else because he was with them. Absolutely. And um, I was just saying that, too, about the manipulation part. Yeah, he might be a trifle piece of trash scumbag. But the whole thing of somebody manipulating you, like how far are we going to go into locking people up for manipulation? Because the whole freaking country built on manipulation. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, I mean, if somebody keep doing something to you after a certain point, it is your fault. And we ain't talking about the little girls he was grooming. I'm talking about like grown women who was coming in straight up off of this R. Kelly. He got money. He famous. And I'll do whatever. Like, I, I just... I, I exactly. cut the documentary off. I, I cut it off after the the parents I seen like trying to get the child. Well, she's grown now, but but like the girl named Azriel or something like that. I I, 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 I can't it. take this. Girl, I didn't even watch it. I just know certain parts of it. I watched like the first part of the first one, 
That right. can't get past the first one because it was like it was making me mad and agitating me because it's like now you want I feel like you just you don't know what's going on with your kid like you know what was going on with your kid and that also, another thing that I didn't like and I was just saying this to Uma and um I don't care if you listen or not my uh my oldest son father I I do not care for him um but regardless of whatever we've gone through to put him on a public platform, include and my husband included. I'm not going to do that. Why? Because we have children together. We're going to share grandchildren together. I don't need it to be that I'm the one that publicly displayed. Like you're publicly publicly disgracing him, right? Not. I mean, I can see if you talking about it and y'all amongst yourselves, but to publicly humiliate the man for the financial gain part of it. I did not get it. And if we want to say it wasn't a financial gain, that's a bunch of BS. Because when Sparkle was on that thing and then during the commercial, they playing her new LP, I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, this is all about money. That's all it was about. And I, that. I thought as soon as I heard who was doing the, um, the production part of it, the executive producer of it, I said exactly what it was. Right. Everything I said is exactly what it is. It's about money and about him not being able to pay because they started banning him from his international tours. He makes more money internationally than he did of course. here. So him being stopped internationally messed right. him up. And then and then you start shutting him down here. And then you start taking his music off. And if you notice since they since and they, remember, they stopped playing his music on every platform, right? Why now that they've sentenced him, now they're playing his music again? You know, it's the it's a bullying culture, and that's just what happened. But my whole thing is, um, I know that I, I'm going to come across as somebody who's defending a pedophile. But it's it's like, I feel as though it's organized chaos. It doesn't make any sense. Like, where are we pinpointing when we're going to punish people and for how long? Because I mean, it don't make no sense. I mean, we're pinpointing certain pedophiles because even Trump said, I will I will pop her in her pussy. Like, he literally <laughs> said, I will grab her in her, her genitals. Like, <laughs> but he's the president of the United States for four years, you know? I think what he more so showed everybody is yeah. what people can get away with. He showed exactly. and then he's older too. You know, elderly people they do whatever they want to do. Yeah, All right, but still, you get what I'm saying. Like, oh, I know. Other people are just as bad, but they're on the Caucasian side. <laughs> Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: what I learned down here where I live is that what we think is loyalty. You know, we be like black people don't sit together, but white people stick together. It's not that they like each other. Like they hate each other just like we hate each other. It's more so they stick together when it comes to criminality. So, for example, with what that principal was doing, everybody else was covering her high parts because they weren't trying to go down for whatever they was doing behind closed doors. But black people will be like, I ain't going to jail for that heifer. <laughs> Look, I ain't getting locked up getting involved in that, you know? All right. So. Let me close out this one. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, everybody, 12 p.m. Eastern. That's daily. We do My Two Cents in Technology for Seniors. 4 p.m. Thursdays is Entrepreneurs. And 6 a.m. Mondays is the morning crew. We interview a whole lot of people and have a different, a whole lot of different collaborators. So 
Don't forget, if you want to be a guest, you want to collaborate, you want to listen to any more episodes, just go straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on research shows podcast. Also, don't forget you can listen to the podcast directly on the app, which is under I am Don Williams. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose and stay tuned for this quick commercial break. Good morning. I'm Lolita Clark, realtor and consultant for Prime Residential and part of the powerhouse team of Prime Residential. Um, the market is good. If you're looking to buy, sell, invest, rent to own, please feel free to give me a call. 703-772-3873 or send me an email at listwithlolita at yahoo.com. All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast, and you are here with the morning crew. And today I got with me, Kelly. How you doing today, Kelly? Yeah, right. Hey, 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 hey. And I also want to thank you in advance because I will forget. Thank you for coming on my show. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And I know you will forget before I am who I am to you. Hey. Yes, ma'am. All right. So first and foremost, this one right here was on Facebook Watch. So if you want to look this one up, it was by the Young Turks. Just go to tinyurl.com forward slash RS podcast and the number 12. So this one was about, I don't know if you saw this, this lady um, got fired she was like blasting her TikTok because like she was on a remote work from home job, but like the thing records her without her knowledge. So while she at work, the the computer turned on and knew that she wasn't in front of the computer and got her, got proof for her cooking. Did, have you seen that one? No, I ain't seen that. Cause she was cooking. I mean, she does have a right to cook some food. Yeah, but not on out on public out. So she's supposed to sit and not have food to eat while she getting gonna work. No, right? I know, but it's like I feel as though um, if I'm in a meeting, if I'm in a meeting, and while I'm in this meeting, y'all talking, and I ain't really got to say nothing. Exactly. Go make me a sandwich while I sit here and listen to y'all. Make some coffee while I sit here and listen to y'all. And that's to me, you know, I know that they're saying they're trying to keep up with what's going on with these people. Um, but the whole thing is, is it, if you was at a regular desk job, wouldn't you feel violated if you was videotaped like everything you're doing? Like you go to lunch, you go pee, you go. I mean, like, I feel like so she should be went a, to the bathroom and said, mm, let me make me a sandwich real quick. But I can still hear the conversation going on. <laughs> Right. It's mm-hmm. just, I think that's, I, I was just shocked. So let me, let me, I took a screenshot of this joke. Let me read this joke right here. This is crazy. With this, oh, yeah, here you go. So this is what the computer said across the screen. It said, um, they were saying in the second video, the TikToker says that she is not allowed to turn off her webcam, which monitors her and takes several pictures of her throughout the day at work. She alleges her computer is locked. If she is caught getting up from her desk and using a mobile device or having another person in the room, can you imagine? So what you supposed to do if you got kids or something? Or what if somebody happened to float past you? I well, mean, come I on. Go what if- to the bathroom. I got to keep this phone <laughs> and stuff on while I go to the bathroom. Oh, no, that's violating all kind of personal property rights. Like, 
what I got to do, send, send a message saying I'm going to the bathroom. I shouldn't have to tell nobody, my grown self, that I got to go to the bathroom. Right. And then it's exactly. I was saying that when the children was doing remote, uh, <laughs> when they was doing the school mess say, online. Can I go to the bathroom? No, I'm in, if you're in your 40s or even in your 30s or 20s, I'm not asking you permission. Can I go to the bathroom? I'm just going to walk and go to the bathroom. I ain't had to ask permission, can I go to the bathroom since I was a kid? I'm not going to do this as, as a grown-up in my place of business. No, you got to be confused. Manipulative and all kind of stupidity. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No. Girl. They done bumped all left and right. It was just a government job. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. But look, it didn't it say look. a better business girl on them because that is not. No, it didn't. Against, oh, against, no, no, no. Um, all right. It probably is, but look, then they said the computer said, not at desk. Please get approval from the supervisor. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Girl, if it said that, then I'm going to say, oh, no. Um, I will ask permission later. Right. Because my whole thing is, just like what you were saying about the bathroom thing, when my children was doing the um, virtual learning, when they was in the public school system, or um, and I remember um, it was a point in time where the teacher was nitpicking about uh, Dakota going to the bathroom, and I was like, "No, we about to nip this in the bud. You you not about to tell him he in his own house and he can't go pee, and then you timing him like, come on, damn, come on." <laughs> yeah, like I'm not about to sit here and tell them they gotta go to the bathroom. They gotta ask permission. Exactly. So, and then, um, see the thing that, uh, the guy that speaks for the young Turks was saying, like, this going to take a lot of people standing up and saying something. And I agree. Like when you work somewhere, it's about each individual person, um, advocating for themselves. It, it, I think that's, to me, that's what works the absolute best because the boss know they can't pull them stunts for each individual person. But if they know you always is hiding behind a group or you need somebody to stand up for you, they're going to be pulling these stunts. And perfect example is you posting on TikTok. I'm not knocking a lady for doing this, but when you post it on social media, it's like you're trying to get a bullying effect to force them into submission. And them type of psychos, they're not forcing sub to submission through that. They got to do what you what you were saying with um, it got to be a violation or whatever. You got to find a violation, cite the law. You see what I'm saying? And fight them tooth and nail because it's it's a privacy thing. It's crazy. It, it really is because, like, that's like when you go into the changing rooms. You can't have cameras in the changing rooms. You can't have cameras in the bathroom because of the violation of people's personal space and personal reasons. Like, somebody could have, um, what is it called, um, irritable bowel syndrome, and you're sitting there telling them they got to tell you every time they go to the bathroom? And, and look, don't forget about when you're on your cycle and you sitting there, get, might got a massacre in the bathroom. You got to clean right. that up and clean yourself up. To me, right. when I'm, and I hate to get personal with it, but I'm just being honest. When I go to and the bathroom, it'd be, like, it be like 10 minutes, it, easily 10 minutes. Like when I'm, um, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not going to be invasive on what is going on in the bathroom. Like I think that's ridiculous. And I had to check. Uh, one of the principals on that, because I had to tell one of the assistant principals, I don't give a, you know what, if the child going just to think on a toilet, because I do that. 
I'll be sitting there we're overwhelmed and I could be like, I need a break. I ain't taking no cigarette break. I sure do be right in there chilling right. on my but phone. Also, but also you don't want to be pushing. Like if you got to do a deuce nine, I'm not oh. going to push and get a hemorrhoid. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute, Kelly. <laughs> a deuce mm. nine. Wait, I ain't never heard yeah. that. I call it a deuce nine. <laughs> never. So that's a Kelly term. Yes, that's a Kelly term. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, it's called it, like you know how when you're a kid and you say mommy i gotta go take a number two they say you do number two i call it a deuce nine because sometimes <laughs> it could be a number two and sometimes it could be a whole effect so, a deuce Girl. Nine. <laughs> so you know i'm like yeah deuce nine like it could be Thank a deuce you. nine and the problem will be you know it takes longer for a deuce nine than 10 right. minutes i and just know it's Sometimes it's at the door and sometimes it's not at the door. So right. you know what you're going to do? You're going to try to force it and then get a hemorrhoid? Don't nobody want that. That's worse. Then that means I'm really not going to be able to sit while you sit here and talk to me. Girl, exactly. And I like I had to explain to one of them uh, school employees or the, it was the assistant principal. I said, I said, you, you know how stupid you sound? Talk about he got to ask permission to pee. I said he didn't even got to ask permission to pee at home. And then one of Umar's teachers, I had to check him, and he 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 apologized. I said, "What are you training these kids for?" I said, "I'm I'm being honest. What are you training these kids for?" I said, "Because if you got to pee right now, when you talk to your supervisor, you're not asking. You're saying I'm going to be right back. And a matter of fact, I'm not even going to tell you where I'm going. I'll be right back. Be right back. And then then my thing on like me. I don't." Right. It, it, I said, that's like me at telling the children they got to come and ask me permission at home. I said, how are they going to ask you permission for permission for something that their body has rights over? Their body has rights over them. Whether or not I get your permission is going to release itself. What you want them to pee on himself? Is that what you're saying? The man didn't know what to say. That's like me. I, I, my, 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 my coworkers all know what time it is. Like, I get to work and be like, they be like, what you, what you doing? They see me eat. They be like, Okay, in about 10 minutes, Kelly's going to be disappearing. Don't look for her in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll be like, I'll, if it's my, like, I always work, when I go and do my events and stuff, I always work with people that know me and know how I am. So when stuff go down, I'll be like, hey, yo, I'll be right back. You know what time it is. And they'll be like, you stupid. You're the only one. Like, even my mom, she's like, you're the only one of my kids that will go take a deuce nine wherever she works. I said, sure will. Right, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. I always go right after, before they open the doors for the guests to come in. I always do it. I don't don't know how this conversation took a left turn like this. Left turn, but either way, you're sitting here telling me that I gotta ask permission to use the restroom or to go make me some food. Like, especially what if what if she was a diabetic? Right. Right. It, it's, it's, I think it's silly. Because that's like, even when you're at work, like let's say she was at a regular desk job. What if you got a snack? Don't you got a snack? And I've seen people plenty of times in corporate America got snacks in their room. I mean, in their office, they got a whole refrigerator. Like, I mean, are, are there, we got time limits or you see what I'm saying? Like, if she got up and cooked herself something, she could have been cooking a, a noodles and noodles. I mean, regardless, I think it's a violation of privacy. For them to be recording you in your own house, I think it's ridiculous. It really, absolutely is. Well, I, I know um, I'll be quitting. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I be done called. I be called Better Business Girl and uh, and um, EEOC. And yes, I EEOC. Be called, I be calling all of them. I be calling all of them. Hippa. I be calling. Hey, Hippa. Um, because what if there's just the whole record reasons of why I would say Hippa? Because you want me to tell you that I gotta go to the bathroom if I have irritable bowel syndrome. That is against HIPAA law for me to divulge any information to you if I don't have to. Right, exactly. I'm not telling you if I have irritable bowel syndrome, which means I can't sit still for too long because I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom. Then if I'm diabetic, I have to get up and get a snack. I have to eat, I have to drink, and I have to be take my medicine. So you're telling me to avoid all of those things because I have to stay on camera. Right, exactly. It's- EOC, which is the Equal Opportunity Act. You're telling me that I'm supposed to to not eat. I'm not supposed to be old. I'm not supposed to need anything, but I'm employed here. Exactly. What you going to do, fire me? But it's, it's more so you got to know how to quote them, them laws. Like yeah, you got to know how to quote it. Yeah, you do. Because otherwise, people... Uh, if they know they can take advantage of you, they're going to take advantage of you a lot of times. And you got to know, you know what I'm saying, what laws are put in place to protect you. And you got to know how to utilize it. Because even if you know the mm-hmm. laws and you don't know how to quote it or put it in writing or keep a, a, a record, you know, shoot. Mm-hmm. And because all they did with that lady, they had a record of, keep, of, of snapshots they've taken over her. And then they went on her TikTok and used that as evidence and fired. You see, they're flipping on you quick. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to exit out of this one. So, everybody, don't forget, uh, we do um, Technology for Seniors and My Two Cents. That's daily at 12 noon, um, 12 noon Eastern, 4 p.m. Thursdays Eastern. We do the Entrepreneurs and 6 a.m. Mondays. We got the morning crew. But we got a whole lot of different guests and collaborators. Don't forget, we are on most streaming platforms. If you want to be a guest, if you want to listen to the podcast, if you want to collaborate or anything like that, go straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on research shows podcast and we will look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget, you can also download the app. I am Don Williams. That also has the, um, um, the podcast on there. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose. Stay tuned. We will be right back after this commercial break. Hey, this is Dawn. I just wanted to give a quick ad. This one in particular is about anybody who's interested in running ad space on my podcasts. This also includes ad space on my apps as well as my YouTube channel. So all you have to do is head on over to IamDawnWilliams.com and click on the ad icon or you can just fill out the form at the bottom of that website so have a wonderful day stay tuned and i'm going to send you right back to the podcast so thank you for listening hey 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 this is dawn again i just want to thank you for staying this long if you did listening to the morning show so don't forget we have daily episodes 12 p.m eastern that has technology for seniors and my two cents Um, We also have Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern where we interview entrepreneurs. And then Mondays you can catch the morning crew and the rest of our co-hosts on the morning show for research show 6 a.m. Mondays. 
So, as always, we just want to thank you again. Don't forget, we are on all streaming platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Chesapeake Podcast Network, and all different um, platforms. Just go straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on Research Shows Podcast. You can see all of those things. Also, don't forget, if you would like to collaborate, if you want to leave a comment, or if you just want to be a guest, you can also go straight to that website. Be a guest. We would love to hear from you. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose.